What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? And we are back. Happy Truck and Hustle Tuesday. Ramel here. Today we got a chance to speak with Herman Dulce, the Haitian CEO. Um, he is the CEO of Bella Sloan Enterprises. We are going to talk about business credit, y'all. Business credit. All right. Very important topic. Um, you know, we try to make sure that we are very well-rounded with the conversations and the discussions here on this show. I want to make sure y'all getting um, started on the right foot. And, you know, credit is obviously a very, very, very um, integral and important part to any any healthy business. So, you know, we got the man here himself. He's going to break it down for us, um, talk about business credit, talk about entrepreneurship, and even talk about why he's getting into the trucking industry which is dope, which is super, super dope. All right, so y'all don't want to miss this show. Um, make sure you are following us on all of our platforms, um, Instagram, at Chuck and Hustle, uh, you know, Twitter, uh, fa- uh, Facebook, and YouTube, all right? Got some big, big, big announcements coming. I need you to go to truckandhustle.com. Make sure you put your email in there so I can send out the newsletter to you, um, you know, when these announcements um, are ready to be dropped. I don't want y'all to miss out. Um, so that's it, y'all. So, you know, get ready. Um, put your ears on. And if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Let's go. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley. And welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Billionaires and big companies, they don't plan two, three, four, ten, fifty years. Mm. They plan they plan hundred years out. Mm. They plan for their grandkids and generations. So that's how me and my team think too. Turn my mic up. For you. Take this. Yeah, yeah, uh, on the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, so we're here with uh, Herman Dulce, um, the Haitian CEO, yeah. um, Mr. Results. That's um, right here. <laughs> <laughs> CEO of Bella Sloan Enterprises, um, yeah. business uh, credit expert. Correct, author. correct. Um, yes, I, I, it seems I keep on going, man. I keep on yeah. going. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate but it, 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 you keep yourself busy. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, dope. So listen, um, you know, f- first I want to kind of start out um, with 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 your name, the Haitian okay. CEO. Right. All right. Why 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 do you why do you why do you choose to kind of put that in the forefront as your uh-huh. handle uh, and establish yourself as the Haitian CEO? Cause man, there's so few of us. Right? Okay. So okay. I had to I had to pick a name that um, not only represented you know where my family is from. Uh, Because I remember growing up, you know, everybody was teased to being Haitian. Um, (laughs) I definitely wanted to rep. And there's not a lot of, you know, not only Haitian, but but Black owners, Black CEOs. So I wanted to make that prominent. And the names just clicked after that. So, and and it stuck. Like, it it rings. And I'm on the street, Haitian CEO. So it's it's a good name. Nice and catchy. 
No doubt. Does the uh, does the year eighteen oh four mean anything to you? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Talk, man. talk, talk about that, man. Talk, so, a lot of people don't know about that. So eighteen oh four is when um, the the Haitian people, you know, went to war against Napoleon Bonaparte, and, and we won, and we gained our independence. The first black nation in the northern hemisphere to do so. Mm. So it's a that's a very very proud number for us. January first, eighteen oh four. So no that's doubt. a very, very proud day for us. No doubt. How how do you think that translates um into into your business? That, oh, that, man, that, like, that heritage. Listen, to be the first, number one, um right. to, to, to fight number one, you know, that's in our that's that's in the bloodline. Um, um, you know, I hear the stories all the time from my parents when I was growing up. So it was instilled in me about what our people did, what our countrymen did, and you know, what what we're capable of continuing to do to continue to be the first, to continue to push forward. No excuses, just make it happen. No doubt. So, that's 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 my mantra. No one cares, work harder. <laughs> no one cares, work harder. I like that. I like that. All right, cool. So let's get into your backstory a little bit, um, Herman. Um, where, 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 where'd you grow up? Um, tell right. us a little bit about yourself as a young man growing up. Okay, so um, born in, in Brooklyn, New York. Oh, um, Brooklyn? 19, yeah, Brooklyn, New York. I'm an All 80s right. baby in 81. Um, so if you're Haitian, I know my Haitian listeners out there, there's only a couple of cities Haitians migrate to when they come to this country. It's Boston, New York, and Miami. That's a fact. So my family <laughs> um, migrated to, to New York. And when I was like 11 years old, um, um, it was a cousin of ours who had moved to Philadelphia and the cost of living was way, way cheaper in Philly. Um, my parents had me, my brother and my sister in a one bedroom apartment okay. in, in New York. So it was super, super tight. Okay. Um, but, but you know, that's the group mentality in New York because it's, it was so expensive even back then. Um, then my parents came down and just saw how the cost of living was so cheap. In Philadelphia, they bought a house for like $70,000, three bedrooms, two baths, backyard and everything. And we was on the first thing smoking. So so New York made me, but Philly Philly raised me. So when people ask me where I'm from, I say Philly. But my New York family, because all my family stayed in New York. We were the only ones that came down to Philly. Okay. Um, they were like, nah, you're from New York. I was like, nah, man, I've been in Philly 30 years. I cannot <laughs> rep. I cannot rep New York anymore. It's a disgrace to the city that raised me. Right. Right. All right, so 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 tell us about Young Herman, man. What 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 what? How 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 was your your lifestyle coming up in Philadelphia? Talk to me about that. Listen, man, my parents are super super strict, right? So okay. uh, very very religious. So um, growing up, I was extremely sheltered. I went to private school my entire life, okay, up until college. So um, six days a week, I wore a tie. Believe okay. it or not, okay. Sunday through Sunday through Friday, because every day of the week at my church. There was something Monday night service, Tuesday night Bible study, Wednesday, Thursday. It was every day. And Saturdays, um, I didn't have to wear a tie, but it was choir rehearsal. All right. So I was in church, believe it or not, seven days a week. It was crazy because when seven I finally days got to week. seven wow. days a week, bro. Okay. So when I finally got to college, um, you know, when people, you know, pull out their fresh gear on their first day of school, I, I didn't have none of it. It was it was my <laughs> church pants and some shoes. Freshman year at college, I was clown. Okay. <laughs> um, but, but again, the discipline of being in a private school my whole life, the discipline of having that type of structure, you know, I appreciate it at the age of 38 because that's what really helped my business grow okay. um, to what it is because it's, it's just being consistent. Mm. Um, and you know, we'll get to Kiera and all that stuff, but um, being consistent in what I do, then when uh, opportunities came, um, it was just boom. And everybody thinks it's overnight, but just being consistent and everything that, that, that was instilled in me very, very early. Um, cause my dad is blue collar. My mom is blue collar. 
Um, my dad um, was was actually a janitor um, for Fred Trump, which is Donald Trump's father. Okay. So property management his properties. My mother. Um, uh, I don't know. If, I know. I know. My '80s babies might remember this Beverly Hills Polo Club. Of she course. To, yeah, she used to design the sweaters. Get out of here. Yeah, but again, um, in the '80s when Ronald Reagan changed some things, uh, all that's when all the factories started going overseas. Okay. You know, my parents didn't have skills, so um, that was a skill she learned on home. But the factory got shipped overseas. She lost her job, and my parents used to communicate, um, commute, excuse me, back and forth to New York every day. Okay. So, so eleven, twelve years old, you know, I was waking up at at, at six o'clock, getting my brother and sister ready, walking them to school because my parents instilled some type of discipline in me because they had to go work. Right, so right, right. Two hours, you know what I'm saying? So they were up three, four o'clock. So seeing that consistency. You know what I'm saying? Now they woke up three, four o'clock in the morning. They got to go to work. I do the same thing. And, and by default, I wake up five, five forty-five every day, Saturday or Sunday, mm. because there's this work to be done. Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You got to be, you got to be consistent. So those things um, that were implemented in me very young, definitely um, uh, made me into the man that I am. And one quick um, tip is story. So when my dad used to come home on Fridays, that was bill day, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he would pull out his checkbook. And he'd be like, yeah, we got to pay the bills. And I remember I was 11, 12 years old. And my dad would be like, all right, write out the, the check for the gas bill. And he would pull out the gas bill and he would show it to me. And I'll have to write $47.50 and he would endorse it. Okay. So from, from very young, again, those little things that I took for granted, I was so annoyed that every Friday I had to write out the check. <laughs> and he's like, listen, you got, he showed me how much he made. Right. He's like, this is what's left over. This is how you balance the checkbook. But I think the main reason he did it, though, was to make sure I didn't ask him for nothing. On Saturday, right, so you see where the money is going, yeah, right? Like, listen, you you saw the balance. The right. dollars left. No, you can't. Yo, you that's genius. Like that's genius yeah, right there. It was genius. So I, I never really bothered him for much or whatever. Uh, because I. All right, guys. Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now let's get back to the show. What was going in, what was coming in, and what was going out. Um, but those wow. are the, the foundational things that made um, Haitian CEO what he is today. And okay. I always pay homage to my parents for instilling those those building blocks in my life. Okay, dope. So you said you went to college? Yeah, I went right? to Temple University. Temple University, what'd you study? So I studied business communications and public relations. So um, I won't go into my, my spiel about college too much right now. Man, go into it, man. We need to know. Talk about it. Tell me. Does, Tell me about it. Listen, man, I'm... I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Everything isn't for everybody, but that's a fact. Um, um, you know, college had its, has its good and bad, but you know, college prepares employees, mm. not bar- not bosses. Okay. So, um, uh, college taught me how to you know, get a get a job because my parents, right? They weren't entrepreneurs. They didn't. They, that stuff wasn't instilled in them. They just knew they were in a third world country and let's get to America, that the land of the free, um, home of opportunity. If you get yourself an education. Um, the presets of that are true, right. Um, right? But you're not you're not becoming rich by getting a job. So right. my parents told me, you know, get an education and you'll be fine. And of course, you know uh, that 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 structure changed um, once I became an adult because my parents, their story was, yeah, they did come to America and they worked hard and they were able to buy a house. Mm. 
saying? So now people get a college degree and they got to move home with their parents. Right. That's a fact. They're, yeah. They're 80, $90,000 in debt from at 21. And then yeah. you got to get a car. So that's another W in. And then you got to get a house. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? before you're 25, easily you're three, $400,000 in debt. And then yeah. you're in that debt for the rest of your life. And nobody taught you the skills on how to leverage your credit or leverage your, um, your time to make money, not working for money, but having money work for you. So those skills weren't taught to me. So um, later in life, you know, some people gave me their time um, and they taught me that. I have some mentors that gave me their time and taught me that. And then, you know, you're just in different rooms after that. And then mm -hmm. I started learning about real estate and credit and business credit, um, which was very, very brand new information to me. And I was like, man, so many of my people don't know about this um this information i'm like well they, they they've been doing this for 400 years this is how they, this is how they up <laughs> right right right, right, like, right. Yo, that's it I'm right. Like, man. so i just been running and you know telling as many people as possible who would listen because everybody want to listen everybody think everything is a scam that's a fact that's um, a fact to, to, to do this and then um while i've been learning this game i've been putting rooms with multi-millionaires so my rooms are different so they're rubbing off on me you know like people are living like this so just a quick um story about bella stone enterprises that yeah. um the company that um, that I founded, so it's named after my first daughter, Bella Sloan. I was actually in um, in Italy um, with my wife for our for our baby moon, and um, we, we was on a train and we was going to like Pisa for the day. Okay, and it was gorgeous. The the vineyards outside, it was wonderful, and, and I just had a moment of clarity. I was like, man, like I was on, I'm only able to do this because I asked for my permission to be here, and and mm. you know they said yes. Right, right, right. And, and right. I was like, man, like I want to do this whenever I want, cause, cause, cause again, I was in different rooms at this point, and these people do this whenever they feel like it. Right, that's a fact. So I came back home and I was telling my younger brother Kevin about it, and he was like, man, listen, of course, the only way for this to happen is for you to own your own. Yeah. And and I've been and I was educated on credit a, a long time ago, right? But I was doing it for my friends for free, fixing up my stuff for free. So my dad is my namesake. Um, so we have the same name. So I remember when I was like 2021, 20, like his, his stuff was on my credit report because we got the same name. And mm -hmm. so I learned how to get that stuff off my credit report or whatever. And then he's like, listen, man, you need to charge people for this. And I was like, charge people. I was like, nah, this is a benefit for the community. People need this, but they could be up. Right. He's like, nah, man, they, they gonna pay somebody. They might as well pay you. <laughs> right, right, and, right. Man, right, when right. I mean that resonated with me like crazy. So what I did was I, um, I did like 10 of my friends credit for free. Okay. And I use those to post on social media. Like, hey, I got results. And okay. Then, you know, um, two, three things on your credit report, each credit report, that's that's significant content times 10 people. Right. So so it was, I was working on the same person credit, but every time something come off, it was something new I can post. Got so you. So I did that for free, right? Um, and then, you know, I started getting clientele call me and I was, you know, I was super cheap back in the day. I was doing it for 200, 250. Again, I'm building my brand at the time. Mm. Um, so I was doing it really, really cheap. And then I started getting results for them and it just significantly grew. And then you always have to hone, hone your skills. Right. Okay. So, right. um, I'm, I'm on YouTube university. I'm talking to, I'm going to credit repair classes with other gurus in the game. Show me tips and tricks. Right. You know, staying at the feet at the people that do this. Right. 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 Um, and they, and they gave me a lot of game and then my business just grew from there. And then you in the rabbit hole, I found out about business credit. And that's when it just went to another level because, um, you know, business credit doesn't report to your personal credit report. And those lines are a lot larger. So now I'm, I have the capital to to start my own business, to, to, to bet on myself. And then the, the rest has been a wrap. I remember the day I quit my job. It was 
man, it was a sunny summer day, man. It was, just, <laughs> it was crazy. And I was like, dang, I'm never going to work again. So, and, that, and it's, it's just been a blessing. So um, I'm not special. I have the same story that a lot of people do, immigrant parents. Um, I'm not going to say, you know, um, I was in the hood and there was gunshots out my window. I'm not going to give that story. But, you know, I was close to that. Right. Um, and I was able to, you know, um, get the education. Um, it was not nothing special where it was luck or happenstance. You know, I, I did the work, I got the education and I, and I used, I executed on what I got. So I'm teaching that same blueprint to anybody that would listen. Like, mm. Hey guys, listen, this is what you can do. If you, if you just fix your credit, right. you, you would be amazed on what doors can be open to you. Like these people, these banks are giving away salaries mm. to start your business. Wow. The 20, 30, you, you, you use it right now just to eat day to day. You can use that and turn that 30 into 40, pay back the 30. Now you have 10 cash, rinse, cycle, and repeat. Right. You know, and, and you grind for two, three, four years. You don't have to work anymore. Right. And then when right, you right. get back, not because people think it's just 40 hours a week no you technically work 50 to 60 because you're not counting the transit commute yeah the transit compute the hour they're not paying you so Mm. imagine if you gave yourself 50 hours just to your business just to yourself what epic epic things that you can do um it's amazing and you know i have many many clients who have who have who have taken that path um they follow the blueprint and people, you know, they're they're in their game and they're up. I tell people my job is to make a billion dollars before I get out of here. I like that. Um, and to to make a bunch of millionaires on my way to doing that. So just sharing the game that I've learned to the gurus and the people I set at their feet. And the rest is history. All right, that's dope. That's dope. So what were you doing before you started your business? What what was your job? It was crazy. So I had a I had a couple of things. This is this goes back to the the my shadiness with college. So <laughs> okay. I got my education. I was like, all right, man, my parents said I'm gonna be good. No, it wasn't good. <laughs> I couldn't find a job. Um, okay. I couldn't find a job. So I ended up um, uh, working at a group home. Okay. Um, you know, the 7 to 3, 3 to 11 shift, 11 to 7, whatever shift I could pick up. Because right. we're hitting in, in six months. Right. So then um, my supervisor at the time was like, you have a college degree? I was like, yeah. She's like, why are you here? I was like, they don't work. <laughs> so she was like, well, we got a school where we teach the, the, um, the intellectually disabled. You know, maybe you can definitely help them out. Okay. So I, I fell into that. I worked at the school for a year. I love what I did. And then I went, I went back to Lincoln University, got my master's degree in human services. So I can be able to run organizations that help people. Okay. Um, you know, with, that are mentally disabled. Because I just saw some gaps in the system. You know, I wanted to be a change agent. Right. Um, but I ran into a lawyer and my lawyer told me you will only make as much as your clients do. Hmm. Right. Let I like that. Marinate, right? I like that. I thought I had right? to think about that for a second. I like that. that. Yeah. I yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, Cause I had my master's degree, bro. And I was, and I was in, I, and then, you know, the, you know, I, one job led to another after I got my master's degree. I was, I was an exact, I ended up being an executive director um, of a, of a nonprofit agency. And, hmm. you know, I ran and then um, the, we lost our funding and I lost my job. Okay. So, and that was the third time I lost my job in two years because of funding, because you're working on grants right. and stuff like that. Your degrees don't matter. And I capped out at 50000 I had my, I had my, my, my master's degree. So I was like at the top of my field, but I was topping off at 50. Maybe if I got another gig, I would have topped off at 70, 80, right? After I put 10, 15 years in the game. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this can't, this can't be it, right? Right, right. So, um, my mom went to do some taxes at this guy's office and he taught, he, he, his, his other hustle was teaching people about software testing. Okay. So, um, he's like, yo, you should go talk to the guy. 
I'm like, oh, mom, it's a side dude. She's like, what do you got to lose? I was like, you're right. So I gave this guy five stacks. He taught me how to become a software tester because, you know, technology is where you make money. Right, for sure. So my first job um, out of that was 100000 my first gig. Okay. So I went okay. from making fifty to 100000 just by learning technology, which goes back to my, not disdain, but how I look at college as a side eye. Like, I learned this trade. Um, and, you know, technology is always evolving. That's where the money is. And now I'm making six figures and I didn't need a college degree to do it. They right. asked me if I had a college degree. Right. Um, as long as I knew how to do the work. So then I started putting, I'm always about putting on my team. So I told everybody about it. So a lot of my friends, they, they did that. They okay. went on and they, they, took, they, they took the class, they got the job. And one of my friends who has an entrepreneur mindset, he's like, man, he's like, I could teach this. <laughs> right, right. Sure enough, my man Greg at Self-Tech, he um, started a company teaching people that same skill. So not That's only does dope. he do it, but he teaches others how to do the same thing. And he's changed so many lives because people went from making, you know, $10, $15 an hour to making six figures because he gave them a skill right. or whatever. So it's to my point why it's really important when I teach my classes, I'm like, listen, guys, I'm giving you guys a skill that is forever. So I do this joke in my classes that I teach once a, once a month in Philly. I was like, listen, my plan is to blow this billion dollars, right? I'm going to blow all of it. Right, right. right. Um, I'm not leaving my daughters nothing. But what they're <laughs> going to have, though, they're going to have credit. They're going to have business credit. And they're going to watch their dad um, build something 20, 30 years that even if I blow the, the, the billion, they know exactly what to do to make it again. That's and dope their kids that teach their kids that so so what we've learned isn't going anywhere that's generational wealth right to blow it like so we know how to make it back it is it, it ain't no thing that's a fact that's no a thing. fact that's a fact mm-hmm. i like that um mm-hmm. all right so you, you you were working at the job and you started your business at the same time right Simultaneously. i started my business at the same time yeah while i was at my job so you so talk talk to me about that because i think a lot of people are in that position to wave right. they, they want to transition into entrepreneurship like what was your mindset what was your disciplines in order to try to juggle both things at the same time to start doing your own thing and those those days are long and and what i can tell you is that you really you really have to want it. Um, um, I wanted to. I wanted to be free very, very badly. So the days were super long. So you working. You, you waking up five thirty, six o'clock to go to work. You give the man his 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 ten hours, and then you come home. So I get home five thirty, six o'clock. You know, do some FaceTime with the family. Then I'm I'm in the man cave, writing our credit repair letters for fifty to hundred clients times three because it's three bureaus. Mm. And, you know, before you hit it, it's midnight, it's one o'clock in the morning, and then you got to do it again. And I did that for a year and a half, you know, just grind and continue to build the company. Because, and what people don't, don't realize is I was very disciplined where not one dollar I made from the business did I spend. Mm. Because you don't make money earning it, you don't become get rich earning money, you become rich investing the money. So I knew one day something was going to pop and I needed to have the credit available and I needed to have the cash available when that time came. And when that time came, um, I, um, I was with um, a friend of mine. He's like, Hey, let's go to the seminar in Philly. Um, um, this guy, Greg Parker, who's my mentor right now, teach me a lot about real estate. Cause I got into real estate, but you know, I didn't have a mentor. Um, okay. Whatever you're trying to do, get a mentor, man. Listen, I understand YouTube university. I understand there's a lot, but you got to get out there. You got to network. You got to be at the feet of people who are there. Right. Who are millionaires, you know what I'm saying? Who gonna show you their bank account? Like, listen, bro, I do this. Here's my bank account. These are my assets. I own this, this, and this, and this. Right. Okay, well, I want that too. All right, well, then follow me. Right. So I went to this couple of classes, went to this couple of seminars. He put me on. He taught me game, and I started investing in real estate. 
um, because I never understood how people got more than one property. Because if you try to go to a bank and get more than one loan, they were like, no, your debt to income is too high. You're over leveraged. So I was like, well, how everybody else got 10 properties <laughs> or whatever. And then right. he, he showed me how to do that. Showed me right. how, not to pay, how not to pay taxes on profit. He showed me how to turn riches into wealth. Right. You know, things like that. And then it's, and then I, so that, that leverage that I learned is I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach people credit, fix their credit, get business credit. And I'm going to be like, yo, go to that guy, show you real estate, mm. have the capital, the credit to expand yourself into real estate. So, um, so again, you know, going back to your original question. So being consistent every single night, because I had a goal in my mind, um, you know, and I know the days were long and it's time is a sacrifice because it's the only um, real thing that I own. Um, no you know, my family sometimes go, like, oh, where you at? I'm like, listen, I'm in the lab. I'm grinding. I'm going to be free one day, though. Because um, right. right now, like, even when I have my own business, the days are long. Yeah. You know, there, there's no weekends. But, you know, I'm free. Like, I take a nap, I take a nap at 12 o'clock if I want. Like, <laughs> right, I, right, like right. my business partner hit me up, like, two weeks ago. She's like, yo, we're going to Miami tomorrow. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I'm able to do that. We spent the day in Miami, went and did, did some business credit stuff. She wanted me to link me up with some people. I was able to network. So now I have better products to give to my clients. And then I was back in Philly the same day. And that messed with my mind because last summer, I can't do nothing like that. Right, like, yeah, right, yeah, right. We out. Right, you know, right, right. So, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Shout to uh, Greg Parker too, big business. Yeah, big you know, business. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. All right, so let's talk about, um, let's talk about what you do, business um, credit. Um, right. Trade lines. For people who don't understand that, could you just give us a little bit of an explanation as to what trade lines are? Just kind of surmise what, what that is. Okay, so Bellasone Enterprises focus on two things, credit repair um, and educating people on credit because our people just don't understand how it works and why it's so super, super important and the, and the leverage that it gives you. Um, but what, what we've been focusing a lot more in the second half of, of the year is uh, business credit because um, business credit, those lines are a lot larger. So imagine having a credit card that's 25, 30, 40, $50,000 on one card if you could get more than one of those. Right. Um, and, and that debt, doesn't show up on your personal credit report. So as you know, or if you don't know, when you max out your personal credit cards, I know a lot of people who start their businesses, they, they, they're using their personal credit. Don't do that. You know, um, if you're going to start a business, be official, get, get your LLC, get a business entity, register it with the secretary of state. Once you do that, now you can go to the bank, leverage your good personal credit because you're basically the co-signer for your business because your business don't have credit yet. Your business is a baby. Right. But you can go to the bank and be like, hey, the name of my company is Bellastone Enterprises. My name is Herman. Herman has 800 credit score. I want to leverage my credit to give my business business credit. They look at my personal credit. as I like, listen, you're responsible with the money that, with your personal credit. That means you're going to be responsible with your business's credit. So, boom. No lie. I went to a, a bank in Philly. They gave me $30,000 line of credit and a $20,000 credit card. Wow. So, j- just on my name. Wow. Right? And, and, and how long? Good. And how long was this after you started the business? Uh, a year. A year. Okay. A year after I started the business. Um, the older your business, the more money you can get. Okay. Um, and then I leveraged that to buy properties in Baltimore, to buy properties in um in Cleveland, to buy properties in Philly, and rent cycle and repeat and invest. So my daughter, you know, she doesn't know it, but she has properties in her name, you know, that I could pass her down assets. And and this is just the bottom of it, you know. It's probably like you know, 10, 10 properties in her portfolio. But the, but the goal is when I get out of here, she'll have buildings with her right. name on. And, right. it, and it starts now with the, with the small grind that we're doing now. And then, you know, we'll get to Kiara. I ran into Kiara and Kiara showing me, you know, about the trucking and how I, I'm going to, and how I'm teaching clients now. I was like, Hey, 
you know, there's more than one thing you can invest in. You know what I mean? Right. I, I invest in what I know. So I know real estate and she was giving me a game about trucking. I was like, wait a minute, this is an old <laughs> So now people, hey man, go get yourself a truck, get some, because I don't believe that credit is king or cash is king. I believe that cash flow is king. Mm. So the trucking game is, is giving people cash flow money that's coming in. You know what I'm saying? Every day of the week because your truck is running. Right. Um, and then um, what I'm teaching her, her tribe, the, the trucking guru tribe is that, you know, when you have the business credit say, you know, tires on a truck ain't cheap. Most people <laughs> are like, like a stack. That's a fact. So, but, you, but you got the business credit to go boom, go get the tire fixed. But you know, next week you're going to get a check because your truck is rolling mm. and, and it, it didn't stop. And, and you didn't have to put it on your personal credit card and max out your personal credit card and your credit takes a hit. Um, so there's many benefits to you getting business credit and utilizing it to make money. My mantra is use credit to make money, not to buy stuff. Mm. The money you make from your business, that's what you use to buy stuff. That's what you use for the Louis Vuitton. That's what you lose for everything else. Don't right. use credit to, to, you know what I mean, to buy depreciating assets. That's crazy. When credit, when credit was first created hundreds of years ago, that's what the banks, they gave the money to banks, to, um, to businesses, and businesses made money and they paid the banks back. But then banks got hip and was like, man, if we give this to people, you know what I mean? We're going to make billions mm. and they give, they give them, they give credit to, to people. And you know, a lot of, I know a lot of people this week spent a lot of money on Christmas and put that's it on a, credit that, cards. That, that's a fact. Right. And they'll figure it out later. They put it on 0% interest credit cards so that Louie, you paid a thousand dollars for your girl on your 0% credit card, <laughs> but for $2,000, you're not going to pay it off in the six months. That right. 0%. And then next July, you're going to get a credit card bill for $300 and you're going to be in a hole. Right. Um, something crazy, but you could have used that same bread to flip, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and have, and have some cash in your pocket to buy the Louis and, and it didn't really cost you anything. So that's why I'm trying to change the mindset of my people to make them understand what credit is, how it works and how it could be to your benefit. Got you. Does the type of business or industry you're in impact um, banks willingness to loan, uh, give you credit? 100% accurate. Okay. So um, there is, there are certain businesses credit repair, business credit, real estate that are high risk industries. Oh, okay. So when you go to the bank, you're like, yeah, I do credit repair. Oh, really? Yeah, we're not giving you <laughs> Or they're going to give you half or 25% of what somebody in a non-high risk industry, such as trucking okay. um, or, or furniture repair or anything else, electronics, technology. Um, oh, that's why the name of my business is Bella Sloan Enterprises. The name is, is very ubiquitous. You don't know what it is gotcha. or whatever. So when they ask me, I say, what do you do? I was like, oh, I do business consulting. Um, so I keep it ubiquitous because there's, there's certain industries that are high risk industries that the banks don't want to um, lend their money out to. Okay. Um, so I have, so I have several businesses, several business entities um, that, you know, I get money on and, you know, I use it for what I need to. The banks only, at the end of the day, the banks care that I pay them back their money. Okay. So, so it's all Gucci after that. Got you. Got you. All right. I'm starting a business. Um, first two months into my right. business, I just got four, uh, my formation, got my LLC started. What would you advise the first steps that I take? The first steps you take after you formed your LLC, um, and here's the tip that I always give to my clients. So the first thing is banks love when you build relationships. Okay. So, um, and you know, another thing, a millionaire mindset, millionaires don't have more one bank account. They have several. Okay. So, um, for people like, Hey Herman, I like to use your services or Hey Herman, I can't afford your services. Here's a tip on what you can do. Um, the, the first thing to do is after you get your business entity and all that stuff, go to your local banks or credit unions. Why? Because they're in competition with these national banks, your Wells Fargo's, your banks of America's, right? They're trying to get your business. So go to mm. these small local banks, Google them, whatever in your area, 
Ask them if they give business credit. Yes, all right, bet. The second thing you do is you say, hey, I'd like to open up a business checking account. Once you open up the business checking account, um, the, 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 the representative there, they'll probably ask it, but you ask it too. Be like, hey, I'm trying to get a business line of credit and a business credit card. You're gonna ask for both, why? Because that one inquiry can get you two lines of money. Okay. So that's what I did. I went to a local bank and I asked them for both. And they okay. gave me both. So okay. don't shortchange yourself. And do that to two, three, four banks on a Saturday. And to open up a business checking account, it'll probably take you half an hour. It takes a while to do all the paperwork, but make sure you go with your LLC and your EIN information um, and go to three, four banks. So clients who can't get it through me, um, I give them that little game and they're raising twenty, thirty thousand dollars on their own on a Saturday. Mm. And now, now you use, but you gotta have a, a, a minimum six eighty credit score. Don't okay. walk into these banks and ask them for money if you're not between 680 and 700 to start. Um, so you got to get there first. So that's why I say leveraging your credit is super, super important. Um, it's, the, it's the foundation of everything. Um, and I know you brought up trade lines um, a little earlier. So what a trade line is, is like um, any line of credit that's reporting to your personal credit report. But for the sake of, of this conversation, the most important trade lines are credit cards. Why? Um, because... I have a $20,000 Amex, right? Um, or Chase, I use Chase okay. or, or Discover, right? Um, $20,000 limit, it's five years old. The older your credit card, the higher the limit, the stronger your credit looks. Okay. So people have like an 800 credit, 700 credit score, but they got like a $500 credit card that they've never been laid on. Yeah, you're gonna have a 700 credit score, but I got three credit cards, $10,000 limit, they're all over three years old, and I got a 750. Or if we had the same 700 credits where I look more lendable to the bank. Mm. So what in, in trade lines, how that works is, and this is why I, t I teach people that credit is legacy. Um, I can put you on my credit card, right? I get your information, call a credit card company. Hey, put my man's on my credit card. They're going to report that credit card and all this positive payment history on your credit report. So, okay. when it posts, so when it posts on your credit report, boom, your credit score goes up. And you get the benefit of that. So imagine putting two or three of those on there. Now you up. Now you walk into a bank. You walk into a car dealership and now you up. So that's mm. a great business that I teach in my classes also of how to leverage your, your good credit to make money. Because there's people out here with credit cards in a drawer not doing nothing with them. And I'm like, no, nah, there's three or four slots on that credit card where you could put what is called an authorized user. That's when you put somebody on your line of credit. It's called an authorized user. You, know, you okay. can charge three, $400 per, per slot. You know what I'm saying? Me, I charge 500. So that's 1500 per credit card that I have. Okay. And I have 10 credit cards. So that's, okay. just, that's just a side hustle. So that's, that's a side hustle. I never even thought about that. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, that's just a side hustle. So that's just a phone call that's 10 minutes and I made $500. Right now, and, and, and you would be managing that credit. Like the person's not spending on the credit. You're spending on no, the credit, correct? The, the person will not. So this is what you do. They're going to ask you, hey, where do you want us to send um, that credit card? You was like, send it to my address. Right. So that person will never get the credit card. They can't call up and do any adjustments because they're not the primary user. Only you can make adjustments. They don't have your social. They don't have none. No personal um, information about the credit card is put on, on the person's credit report. They can't okay. even see the credit card number. Okay. So all they'll see is the limit the age and all that stuff being posted on their credit report. So they get that benefit. You get the, the benefit of privacy and you made a couple of dollars. Mm. Right. And gotcha. now that person, now that person can, um, can leverage your credit so that they can go get their own credit cards, go get some business credit, go get approved for things that they couldn't get approved for because their credit wasn't up to par. But, but I would like to say this, a disclaimer first, um, to be ethical in any business that you're doing. I don't sell trade lines to anybody who have bad credit. Well, what's the point, Herman? 
because if I put you on two or three credit cards and you got two or three collections, it doesn't work because they're still going to run your credit and they're going to see the two or three collections and it's, they're going to deny you. Right. So at the end of the day, you got to fix your credit first. Fix your credits first, then put trade lines, then apply for things that you can leverage to, to fund your business or whatever. Then you get the personal credit cards, business credit, get the car, no, get the apartment you couldn't have gotten on your own. Mm. But there's levels to this game and you got to play by the rules in order to be successful. Hmm. Interesting. Dope. All right. So what are some of the other things aside from just going to the bank um, and, and doing what you just now explained? What are some other things that you want to do for your business to make yourself attractive to these banks? So another thing to help yourself become more attractive to these banks is to make yourself credible. What do you mean by that, Herman? So you and I, we have a name, we have address, we have social, we have phone number, we have addresses, things that make you a you, right? Right. Your business needs to have those same things in order to be more sexy to the banks. So number one, you got to start with having a good name, right? So as you see, I named my two businesses, Olivia Monroe Enterprises and Bellasone Enterprises after my two daughters, right? Okay. The names, the names are ubiquitous. You don't really know what they do. So um, I couldn't say, hey, Bellasone Credit Repair, or I couldn't say Bellasone Business Credit, or hey, um, you know, Bellasone um, Real Estate Company. You have to make sure your name is general. You gotcha. have to have a good name, right? Why? So you can be able to um, get funding um, from any bank, okay. right? That's number one. Number two, you want to have a good business address. What do you mean by that, Herman? Well, Walmart has a headquarters. Apple has a headquarters. Hilton Hotel has a headquarters, right? Those right. Are, if you Google it, they have real business address. You know what's not their address? The CEO's home address. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or a box or a UPS address. you got to look legitimate. Right. Herman, I'm, I'm starting up. It's all I got. So here's a quick tip. I teach my clients to go to get virtual offices. Okay. One virtual office that I use is Regis.com. R-E-G-U-S.com. If you don't like that one, just Google virtual office. Find one that's in your local neighborhood. Um, and, you know, you get that virtual office. So you can rent that address. And that's what I put on my business address. So I do work from home, too. But I also have a virtual office, too. So if you Google Bella Sloan Enterprises, you will see my virtual office. It's a real commercial space. Mm. My mail gets sent there. There's a secretary there. She emails me, hey, your mail is here. So I look like a legitimate business. Gotcha. The next thing, you need to have a legitimate business email. My email is not Bella Sloan Enterprises at Gmail. It's right. not. Right. It's info at bellasoneenterprises.com, right? It's my domain name. It's my website name, bellasoneenterprises.com, right? You need to look legitimate, right? So that's the first thing you do. I tell people to do that. You can go to godaddy.com. Um, they'll give you a domain name and an and a email for like a buck fifty for like four years. Or you can go to G Suite, G, the letter G, and then Suite, S U I T E. They, um, Google has a business platform for like $5 a month. You can have a, a real business email. Um, and lastly, um, is having a business phone number, a legitimate business phone number, not your cell phone. So when you're applying to American Express and you're walking into these banks and you're giving them a real good name, a business address, a business phone number, a business email. Like I have an 800 number. I use a website called culture.com. C-A-L-L-T-U-R-E. Culture.com. They give you a 1-800 number that costs $10 a month. You get a real legitimate 800 number. 
I don't give that number out to my clients because they only give you 400 minutes per month, but it's just something I put on my applications, my business applications to look legitimate. So when I'm applying for business credit and I'm putting these real business information on here, I look totally legitimate because these are the things that you can leverage to get even more money because you look legitimate. Mm. You know, if you get an email from Walmart at gmail.com talking about, yeah, we got a gift card for you waiting here, you're going to put that in your spam. But if info or CEO at walmart.com, you look at it twice. You got to look legitimate. The banks think of you that same way also. Right, right, right. Okay, dope, dope, dope. What is the, uh, the, the, the largest um, credit line or extension you've, you've ever seen a bank um, provide one of your clients or somebody you know? Just, just so people, you know, people like to hear numbers. Numbers. Right. So I've seen as low um, when, when people are just starting off, you know, they probably get $5,000 credit card and get like $10,000 line of credit. But I have clients, you know, where they're literally, bro, they're getting half a million or a million dollars in credit. um, And their business is only three years old. Wow. Um, um, So, and how did they get that large amount? Well, they're going to two, three banks. One bank gave them another, gave them a hundred. Another bank gave them another hundred. So when I went to Florida two weeks ago, just for that day, my client got a quarter of a million dollars from three banks. Wow. Two banks, two banks gave her a hundred, hundred line of credit each. The third bank gave her 50. So by the time we got back to Philly, she got a quarter of a million dollars and she already, when I mean she already turned it into 400,000, like, like she was explaining to me on the plane. I was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. And it wasn't some scammy thing. I was like, it's just one plus one equals two. So mm-hmm. I love being in a room with those people. So I love the people, my clients are my best resources because I'm like, well, what are you going to do with the money? And they tell me what they're going to do with the money. I was like, oh, I want parts. I'll give you 20. Right. I got 20 cash, but I got this credit we can play with. Right. Well, what, what what she do, man? You know, everybody wants real to estate. Oh, real, real estate, estate. Okay. real estate, bro. And she and she deals in she deals in commercial real estate. Um, because gotcha. those numbers those numbers are really really big. It's not your mom and pop hey fix and flip houses. No, she's into wealth building stage in her life where she's like, yo, this is two million dollar property. Now I got the ten percent down to put on it. Mm. You know, and it generates you know like twenty thousand dollars a month from all the rents. Mm. I'm like, wow. And she's like, yeah, I could cash out refi too because the property is really worth three million. So I could take some money out of that. And then and then just like that, I really saw how she turned it into 400 within 90 days. I was like, that's ridiculous. She'll pay the line back um, for the quarter million dollars that she got. And yeah. when, you're, when you're maxing out business credit cards, right, or business lines of credit, and you pay it back every 90 to 120 days, you know what happens? The bank calls you. Mm. Bus- business is good. You right. want more money? Right. Yeah, right, I want right. more money. So you know what I'm saying? So and, and then and then that's when we talk about that legacy game where your kids are having businesses with million dollar lines and you know the game to go with it to flip that million dollars over and over again. So, you know, use the bank's money, never use your money. Dope, dope, dope. Let's talk about your book, um, startup. Yes. Talk to me about that, the inception of that. Talk to me how that came about. Again, so that was, you know, when I was in um in um in Italy. Um uh, uh, I, I started, that's when I got the rat down the rabbit hole of business credit. Okay. So, um, and then, uh, my mentor in that, his name is Ty Crandall. He put me on, um, to the game, um, gave me tips and tricks and it, it helped validate me, um, by having a book, um, by making me legitimate. I, I knew I wasn't going to become rich, um, selling books, but when you have a book, um, and you, and you're giving people this game for cheap, they come to you for, for the rest of the game or they, mm. come to you, they come to the classes and, you know, like, hey, man. And, you know, books get outdated. There's more information out here. Right. So the foundational information, like I just gave you, that's always going to be tried and true. Right. Um, 
them. But um, after that, you know, the information that, that I gained um, over the years in my experience, that's what I'm teaching my class. That's what I put on Instagram and I give them um, more of that. But the book was really important for me, to, for me to put out there because I can't be on Instagram every day. I can't be in every city in the world. Right. So giving people basic information on business credit, which people really don't know about. And I'm still very surprised about how people don't know about it because, you know, I'm in it. So I'm passionate about it. But right. A lot of people that don't know what business credit is, and, and <laughs> how to use it. They're like, what do you do? I'm like, yeah, man, these banks is giving this away. Right, 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 right. right. So, so that's how the fruition of, of that book came along. So I'm working on my second one. Okay. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna do. It. I'm looking to drop it hopefully second half of 2020. Okay. Um, um, of what the, my entrepreneurial journey has been. So stay tuned for that. Okay, dope. All right, so you um you touched on this a little bit earlier, Kiera, the trucking guru. Yes. Um, that's 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 my girl. She's also um a former guest on the show, and she's right, right. she's family here, at trucking amazing, hustle. Amazing interview. That's a fact. Thank you. Appreciate it, brother. Um, so how did you guys connect? How did you guys make that connection? Man, it's crazy. Again, guys, being consistent. So I'm consistent in my lane and in my world. And she, um, one of her, her associates, Bay, Mr. Bay, called me. He's like, hey, man, I sent you some people. You did right by them. Right. I'm going to put you on the phone with Kiera, right? Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, I don't know who Kiera is. I'm like, all right, <laughs> sure, no problem. Like, it's all about networking. Yeah, for so sure. I get on the phone with Kiera. It was a great conversation. Mr. Bay calls me the next day. He's like, listen, I want to fly out to see you. Right after I oh. the phone call, so this is crazy to me. I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, yeah, right. No <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Thirty six hours later, I'm meeting this guy face to face. Um, we had breakfast, had a good lunch. Then he gave me care Kiera's phone number. Okay, he's like, call her. Right. Okay. This is okay. all the vetting process I'm going through. You know, before you go to J, there's a lot of right, level, right, 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 for sure. So, right. So then I call Kiera, and then um, we're talking. I'm, I'm, I'm giving her game about business credit, and you know, telling her what I'm doing with Greg Parker. Because um, he got a one on one program in Cleveland where people are leveraging their credit to get real estate. Okay. So okay. I was like, you can do the same thing for your tribe. Um, mm. You know, I can help them fix their credit. They can get, you know, personal credit or business credit, preferably. They get into the game, get some trucks. And, you know, she's in the, the giving back stage of her journey. She made her money many, many times over. Now she's giving back, you know, to people, to our brothers who are locked up, who are felons, who is going to be really, really hard for them to, to get a job. But, That's but a she's going to give them a, a skill, like, a skill and a business so that they can make their own moves. She's like, I want to help these people out. What can you do to help me reach my goal? Mm. Um, so we talked about that. And then here's the crazy part. Well, we, before we hung up, she gave me her real phone number. <laughs> so, it was wild, bro. It was wild. There was levels to the game. There was levels. There she was said, levels. all right, well, you passed this phase. Now you can have my real phase. number. Yeah. <laughs> and then, she, then I called her on her real number and she's like, oh, fly out to Texas. Let's have a face-to-face. So I brought my team. She brought her team. And that meeting was crazy, man. That tell, was like, tell, tell, me, tell me about it. I saw it on the gram. Tell, Listen, man, tell us was, about it. It was wild because I didn't know what to expect. I brought my because yeah, I don't go fishing alone. I bring my fishermen with me. I bring my closers with me. I like that. Um, yeah, I got one of my guys. He actually is in trucking. He got three trucks. I was like, listen, man, I don't, I don't know what's going on because I met these people seven days ago. And this is right. fast. Right. So I, like, I need you to be there. So he was there with me, my brother, Kevin. Um, he worked on Wall Street and started many businesses and got funding for them on that. And so I was like, he had to come with me. My other business partners, Eric and Fitz, who um, they, they do a lot of scouting for me when it comes to businesses. So I'm investing in Baltimore also. 
Um, and they went down there and helped build something up crazy with uh, my business partner, Rodney. But anyway, I brought my fisherman with me. Yeah. Went down and got a nice Airbnb. Right. I know, I know Kiera was it. I couldn't get no corny joint. Right, so right. I got, I got her. I got a nice little spot. And then she bought her squad. Like, <laughs> I, when I mean I yeah. wasn't prepared. Y'all was looking like the mafia out there, oh, man. My God, like, Kiera bought her squad <laughs> with her. Uh, it was intimidating when they walked in. Me and my team looked at each other. We was like, oh, wow. Because we had, like, cheese and crackers and, like, coffee. We was like, oh, man, we should have stepped it up. Oh, my God. But listen, that, that 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 meeting was crazy. You know, I mean, my brother he does this, so he started talking his Wall Street game and you know business planning, et cetera. I'm talking about business credit, and you know, and then after a while, man, no matter what information you have, it's the energy. Mm. And you know, I could tell they were feeling our energy, and and we was feeling their energy. And, and her dad, I saw her dad give her the wink, like these people are legit. Mm. And that's his history, man. I been, I, me and my team, we talk to Kira every day since that meeting. That's dope. And we're going back next week, so. That's Top of dope. the year, like when we was there, she's like, "When you coming back so we can, you know, get things moving for for her for her team?" And you know, because I'm now I'm like, "Well, I'm gonna I want to leverage this and get some trucks too." She said, like, "We'll come back." So she mm. took a truck dealership and anything. She's like, "We'll come back." So I'm going back there. Top of the year. The first thing smoking out of Philly at the top of the year. So January third, I'm out of here and I'm gonna spend like five days with her and her team. And you know, we're gonna help build, you know, what her dream is um, for her team, and you know, help us build another revenue stream. Um, for my team here in Philly and, you know, teach people the game. No doubt. So she actually took you out to the dealership and purchased some trucks oh, and the whole oh, nine, right? Man, the whole nine. After the meeting, she was like, I like what I see here. She's like, let's, let, me, let me show you what it looked like. And mm. we spent two hours at a dealership, man, and she was just dropping knowledge and giving game. Um, you know, we walked through the trucks, talked about the finance and how it worked. I, um, you know, and I got some, some financing people outside of business credit who helped. Um, her clients get into some trucks with no money down or or low or low money down, even if you got bad credit. So, you know, that's a game changer um, for a lot of people just to put them in position. And Kiera got the contracts and the connections to ensure that these trucks are running. So it's a match made in heaven. So it's a, it's, it's a no brainer. It's a layup every single time. So mm. to be looking forward to pulling the trigger in 2020, it's going to be an epic year. So that's a wonderful partnership um, that, that fell into my lap because I was being <laughs> consistent in my lane. So um, right. So when it came, I, it was you know I wasn't missing a shot because I've been practicing this whole time. Right, 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 right. That's a fact. That now nah, that's 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 dope. All right. So 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 what's next for you, man? I mean, I know we we just talked about the trucking. What 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 else are you um you know looking into into the future? You know, 2020, 2021, 2022. What's on your mind? It's so funny you say that. So me and my team, um, we plan. I'm gonna tell you this quick story real quick. So billionaires and big companies they don't plan two, three, four, 10, 50 years. Mm. They, plan, they plan 100 years out. Mm. They plan for their grandkids and generations. So that's how me and my team think too. All right, well, well, all right, great. We're going to make, we did this in business credit. We did this in credit repair. My man started his own company. My brother has his own company. This is funding everything here. Everybody saved up their little coins. All right, great. Now we fell into the lap of real estate and you know, trucking is going to generate some cash flow for us. We'll, and then, then we start thinking, all right, well, now that this money's going to come in, what, what's next? So um, in 2025 and 2030. So right. um, we want to we um, definitely get into commercial real estate. That's why I took the flight out to Miami because I was on a flight with my business partner for two hours and all she was doing was giving me game. And I did that whole trip for free because being at the feet of somebody with that much game, that was my payment. Mm. So getting into, um, into, into commercial real estate because that's generational money. 
um, cause right. that, 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 having that type of land and that type of property, um, that's what our next play is. And also, I'm definitely getting into tech, finding out what the next, what the next Instagram, what the next Facebook is. Like, Herman, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, it sounded ridiculous until somebody did it. <laughs> so, and you know, Mark Zuckerberg had to come with somebody who had $100,000. Somebody gave him $100,000 to start. Somebody gave him 50000 for TikTok. Right. And all these apps that are there right now. So, we want to be the people that are in those rooms. So our job for 2020, um, 2020, 2021, 2022 is to be in position and be in those rooms and networking um, to, to have the opportunity to listen to these pitches. Like, hey, yeah, me and my team, we got a million dollars in credit. Well, we got half a million dollars in cash. I would love to hear a pitch about this, this new app you're coming out with or, or technology. So me and my team are spending a lot of money um, and a lot of time in um, investing and being in the right rooms with people who are in technology um, to see what's coming down the pike so we that, so we can invest. So so the, the long-term goal is just to see what's the next thing to invest. So if real estate is safe and it's tried and true, mm-hmm. and we're always going to have, you know, always be able to leverage that. But, but technology is where we want to focus our attention to. Dope, dope. And I hear you saying one word a lot, team. Talk to me team. about the importance of team. Man, I, I just, I can't even explain it to you, right? <laughs> because of my team, you cannot do it by yourself. Um, you know, make it a habit for everybody that's listening to me right now from the from the jump. You'll go a lot further if you have a good team around you. So, you know, there's only so many hours in a day and I can't do everything. So when I started to to take less, because I wanted to keep all the money I was getting. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So but when I took less, I grew more and I grew faster and the money came more. Mm. So, you know, I got a wonderful intern. Her name is Jasmine and I got a wonderful um, executive assistant, Damaris, who, you know, they're answering the phone calls, they're answering emails, you know, they're my first level right now. Uh, so I only got one level before you can get to me. So it ain't much. <laughs> but, right, um, right, right. So, so they're handling that, you know, they're handling my receipts, my paperwork. Another team member that that's really important is my tax guy. Mm. I have an amazing tax guy. He, he wants to have monthly meetings with me. How much did you make? What are your expenses? I'll give you a story um, real quick. So he's like, Hermie, you made a decent amount of money last year. Um, well, this year, because we've been meeting every month. He's like, yeah, um, you know, we got to figure out how, because the, the tax bill was going to be crazy. Right. right. And, and <laughs> guess, guess who saved me from paying an obscene amount of taxes? The tax Kiera, Kiera Oh, Kiera. Okay. Why? Okay. Because I bought trucks. He was like, yo, you got a big purchase you wanted to buy? Oh, I'm talking wow, to this trucking wow, wow. truck lady, and he's like, you going to pull the trigger? I was like, yeah. He's like, buy the trucks. That's dope. I bought, so I bought the trucks. He showed me how to finesse it. So now, you know, like Jay-Z always raps, the goal is to not pay taxes. So dope. get a good tax person. So my tax bill drops something crazy because I'm investing in my business, things that make you money. Mm. Um, um, another thing is just having good people around you that are smarter than you. I don't know everything. So mm-hmm. I have people that, that know about me, more about me in real estate. So, you know, when I sent my guys down to Baltimore, my real estate agent, he was, he's, been, he's been an agent for five years. Fitz, he went down to Baltimore. He did his research, saw the numbers. He's like, bro, this is the move. Um, or when I, even before I partnered up with Greg Parker, I talked to my man Fitz. I was like, yo, like what it looked like. He was like, yo, there's nothing out there right now. But that means it's only up. And mm. the properties are dirt cheap. You, you, we building up zip codes one at a time, bro. He's like, he was like, we're, we're planting seeds for fruit we won't see. And that's cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm building something legacy for the kids. You know what I'm saying? They're going to have 10, 15, 30 properties in, in, in Cleveland. And it's because something their dad did. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, my grandfather bought these properties. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's it's um as I'm you know building cash flow now, I'm building up um legacy legacy blueprints right now also. Dope. Why is Cleveland so attractive? I, I'm while while we're talking Again, about Cleveland, what's know, going you know on with Cleveland? Why, you know why, bro? Because I live in Philly, and 10, 15 years ago in Philly, um, like I said, my parents came here, and Philly was super cheap. It's, a, it's one of the cheapest metropolitan cities in the United States, like 20 years ago. Okay. And, you know, um, people bought stuff really, really cheap. I can't tell you how many stories of, I bought this for 5000 I bought this for 2000 and now it's worth 400000 15 years later. Okay. The gentrification in Philly has been absolutely obscene. You know, my parents bought their property for like seventy-five thousand. It's worth three hundred thousand now. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? So if you got in, you know what I'm saying. So I seen it, and I, I seen it for myself. So that's why when we see Cleveland, when we see Baltimore, you know, when we see these areas, we like, no, nah, we're we're not going to make the same mistake twice. Right. No, this is not going to be overnight. But no, I'm copping two, three, four, five, six of these joints. These right. multi-families. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're dealing with multi-families, these duplexes, these quads. Right. We're dealing with these. We're going to get a couple of these and we're just going to sit on, you know, just get the little cash flow from it, you know, dump that in the checking account. We're not really worried about it. It's what it's going to turn into into five, 10, 15 years. Um, so that's the play. Got you. Got you. What do you fear in business? What do I fear in business? Man, that's a, that's a good question. Um, it's funny. I was on the phone with Greg Parker today, believe it or not, this morning. He called me because some, somebody posted some nonsense on Instagram and it was kind of a shot, right? So he was like, in business, you won't be able to please everybody. So when I first started out, you know, I had 20, 30 clients. I could fulfill all those. Everybody was good. Right. 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 But when you grow, it's just natural. There's going to be some haters and there's going to be some people you won't deliver for. And you got to be honest with yourself. And, you know, I give those people back their money. Somebody called me yesterday. It's like, hey, I've been I've been working with you for eight months and nothing's happened. I looked at the receipt and they started 90 days ago. And I thought about, I was like, man, you started 90 days ago. And when we started, I told you it takes up to eight months for your credit to be right, repaired. But you, right. know, you had bad credit for 10 years, but you want it fixed in 90 days. That's not how it works. Right. Before I got on the phone with her, I refunded her her money. Wow. Um, because you can't please everybody. And not every dollar is good money. It's good dollars. So I have no problem giving that back. So my fear is that I can't satisfy all the people because I want to satisfy as many people because I'm also in, in my, in my business, I'm also educating people. And if you're not satisfied and you're not educated, then I don't feel you're going to be in a position to win. So if I, if I drop the ball on you, then I mean your, your situation, your kid's situation, that's not going to change. Right. So she got back her money, but she's going to be in the same position this time next year. Yeah. You know what I'm I couldn't reach her. So, you know, not being able to deliver um, for certain clients is, um, it, is hurtful, but, um, that fear about not business not being successful and not making money, I don't really have that fear because I'm surrounded. I surround myself with people way smarter than me. So it's almost like I can't fail because Kiera mm -hmm. is a millionaire in trucking. Greg Parker is a millionaire in real estate. I'm looking for a millionaire in, in, um, in tech. Mm. So these people have already made it in their lanes. How am I going to fail? Right. So That's a fact. Uh, not choosing, I guess, not choosing the right mentor or partnering with the wrong person is probably my greatest fear. So I do a lot of time vetting um, before I put somebody around. me. Dope, dope. And what do you love the most about what you do? <sighs> Freedom. That's easy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm free. Like, I just, <laughs> that's, that's the thing I love. I, I, I wake up when I want. I go to sleep when I want. I, I travel when I want. I buy what I want. The, that freedom is great. Um, that's one A. One B is just helping people. Um, because, you know, when people see um, what is possible, 
you know, because we're, we're so caught up in the rat race, bro. You know what I'm saying? Everybody wake up 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock. They go to work, come home, take care of the kids, go to bed and do it again. Mm-hmm. They never had the opportunity for somebody to tap them on the shoulder. Like, yo, look real quick because we're in so much debt. We got Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu, all these things to distract us. You know what I'm saying? Right. That no one has time and opportunity to see what else is out here. So being able to open up people's eyes and they say, wow. And then now they're on to the next thing. Now they're, they're able to get themselves out of that. That's, that's the one B for me, you know, being able to help as many people as possible because that's exciting. Dope, dope. Final jewel, final takeaway for the for for the for the audience listening. What what what's what's something that you'd want to leave them leave them with? Um, I guess kind of the last question that you asked me a couple questions before is having a, a good team around you, um, and you know just being consistent. A lot of the things that I talked about is really really cheesy, right? So <laughs> I say I say that because I remember when you know you know you see somebody that's rich or well off, and he asks, "Well, what did you do?" How'd you become rich? And they tell you the generic stuff. Be consistent. Be passionate. Be that. I'm like, nah, bro. What did you sell? How'd you buy it? <laughs> right, 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 right. And, and until I became successful in my lane, those words didn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna repeat those same words to your to your to your listeners. Be consistent. Be passionate. Be ethical. Um, work hard. Learn when to rest and not quit. Um, because when the opportunity comes because you've been shooting and practicing, it's, it's the, it, it doesn't go up on like a, a steady lane. It goes up exponentially. So um, when Greg Parker put me on or when I met with Pierre, like it just snapped and it's going to go crazy. It's going to go boom. And it's going to look like it's overnight, but people didn't see when I was working from six o'clock to one in the morning. They didn't see that. Mm. Your, your million dollars, your success is made on your spare time. So what you are doing when you get home from work from six to one o'clock on the weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays, when you rest in, but everybody else is grinding hard, that's when you become rich. That's, those are the times where you become successful. Um, Cause those are the hours that I built Bella Sloan Enterprises. And now that I don't work anymore, I got 60 hours to build it up even more where I started another company where the trucks are going to go under my daughter, my second daughter's name, Olivia Monroe trucking. So I got the LLC already set up for that. I got the business funding already set up for that. I'm going to go down there, swipe, swipe the business lines of credit, and then we up. Um, because I built something between the hours of where people are watching Netflix and Hulu. You know what I'm saying? There are people practicing while you're sleeping. Michael Jordan practiced 95% of the time, and he only played 5% of the time. Right. So you, you, decide, you decide when you're practicing and while everybody's uh, um, grinding. That's a fact. That's that's the one minute Instagram clip right there. I like there that. I like that. Your million dollars is built in your spare time. I, I, I yeah. like that a lot. All right. Where can the people connect with you? Where can they find you? Um, you know, get uh, find out more about your services. Bella Sloan. Give them that. Absolutely. So you can find me on Bella underscore Sloan underscore enterprises on Instagram. Um, I like people to even follow my personal page because you know, I always want you to do research on the people you're about to do business with. So you can find me on my Instagram handle, also my personal page, Haitian underscore CEO. You can email me at info at Um, um When you go to my Instagram page, you can book an appointment with me. I do 15-minute free consultations, give you advice on business credit um, and um, credit repair. Um, and you can go to my website, www.bellasloanllc.com. Herman, this has been dope, man. I, I really appreciate you for coming on the show. You are a man of your word. You Absolutely. know what I'm saying? Um, it, it's been fun. You dropped a lot of value today, and, and I really appreciate it. Y'all make sure y'all go um, grab Herman's book, um, Startup, 
and make sure you reach out to him, connect with him on Instagram. And this man could change your life, man. You know? Yes, that's the goal. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm humbled. All right, my brother. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.